You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. This podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Happy Victory Monday to you. The Buffalo Bills defeated the New York Jets 27-10 to finish the regular season with an 11-6 record and finish the regular season as AFC East champions for a consecutive season. And after not winning the division from 1995 until 2020, we can never take this for granted. And I especially like that the Dolphins knocked off the Patriots, and so it didn't come down to a tiebreaker. The Bills simply had a better record than the New England Patriots and our AFC East champions. But let's focus on the win against the Jets. There will be plenty of Patriots talk the rest of the week. But like we do for every Bills Game Reaction podcast, we'll start off with things I liked, then we'll work into things I didn't like, reflect on my predictions, talk about some nuggets, and the days ahead for this podcast and the Buffalo Bills. So starting with things I liked and the Bills win over the Jets, you have to start with the defense. Just an insane day for the Buffalo Bills defensive unit. The Jets had only four first downs. They were one of 14 on third down. And this is pretty crazy. Opposing offenses are three for 31, converting third downs against the Buffalo Bills defense over the last three games. That is insane. The Jets ran 46 plays. They had 53 total yards. And it's crazy to think that 40 yards came on one play, that fourth and five touchdown pass from Zach Wilson to Keelan Cole that Jordan Poyer nearly picked off. I mean, he was on top of that play. He read it so quickly that he overshot the ball, it felt like, and it snuck through, and the guy caught the ball and ran it in for a touchdown. So the Jets had five passing yards and 48 rushing yards. And of those 48 rushing yards, 24 of those rushing yards were Zach Wilson scrambles. I mean, the Bills were dominant on defense, stopping the run and the pass. Zach Wilson, in his first chance against the Buffalo Bills, went 7 of 20 passing, and he was sacked nine times. Got to do shout-outs for guys that get sacks. Mario Addison with two. Jordan Poyer with two, Ed Oliver with one and a half, Matt Milano with one, Boogie Basham with one, A.J. Epinesa with one, and Jerry Hughes with a half sack. That is a ton of sack production, and the Bills have had good sack production over the last couple of games. And what I really loved about this defensive performance was that the unit was put in some bad spots due to horrific punting. I mean, horrific punting by Matt Hawk. And this game had the makings of a shutout. And they still had the performance they did, despite not being in good positions. 
This performance put an exclamation mark on an exceptional season for the Bills defense. And I really appreciate what Sean McDermott said about the unit during his press conference, clarifying that this is Leslie Frazier's defense. It's not Sean McDermott's defense. And McDermott came out and clarified that and said, hey, I want to give credit where it's due. This is Leslie Frazier's defense. And so some of the metrics on this defense in terms of where they finished this season is just unbelievable. They allowed just 17 points per game, so they'll be the number one scoring defense in the NFL for the first time in franchise history. And they're also going to be number one in total defense, allowing opponents to 272.8 yards per game. The four first downs that the Bills allowed were the lowest allowed in a game in franchise history. And the Jets having just 53 total yards, that's the second fewest yards allowed in a game in team history, second only behind allowing 26 yards to the Cleveland Browns in 2004. That's a game I won't forget because I was in attendance for that one. But, you know, no pro bowlers on defense. Number one in scoring, number one in total defense, no pro bowlers. The Bills are the first team since the 2012 Steelers to lead the NFL in total defense without a player selected to the Pro Bowl. And I know that this performance today came against an undermanned Jets offense with a rookie quarterback missing, really, their top four receivers, their top two left tackles, their starting center. But this is professional football, and this is a defensive performance and season that is worth celebrating. So yeah, we'll start things I liked with the defense. Moving on, how about Devin Singletary? Another great performance for the Bills starting running back. 19 carries, 88 yards and a touchdown. Added two catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. And so in total, 21 touches from scrimmage, 112 yards and two touchdowns. I say it every week, it feels like. Devin Singletary becoming the bell cow back for this offense has made a difference. He is performing, he's getting into rhythm, and he's finding consistency. That's consecutive multi-touchdown games for Devin Singletary and fourth straight game with a rushing touchdown. Him being the lead back for this offense has been a major positive for the unit. I also like Stephon Diggs, nine catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. It felt like early in the game, he was toying with that defense, and they kind of got away from it a little bit in the middle of the game, but for the most part, the Josh Allen to Steph Diggs connection was clicking. Dawson Knox, a solid game, three catches, 49 yards on five targets. Cole Beasley had three catches for 39 yards on five targets. Thought both of those guys showed up fairly well in this football game. And when it comes to this offense, we'll talk about some things about this offense that I didn't like in the next segment. But the way that this game started for the Bills offense is something that I like a lot. You get the ball first, you go seven plays, 75 yards, score a touchdown in just over four minutes. That pass from Josh Allen to Steph Diggs was incredible. I mean, Josh stiff arms the guy, breaks a tackle, and then 
finds a way to sneak that ball into Steph Diggs, who made a crazy good toe-tap catch to secure a touchdown on the Bills' opening drive. I like that. And then they get the ball back and go 13 plays, 70 yards, in six and a half minutes on the second possession and come away with a field goal. And so I like how they started this game offensively, and I like how they finished the game offensively. The first and fourth quarter was good offense. Going into that fourth quarter, the Bills were only up 13-10. to 10. It was a tight ball game. The Bills offense takes control, seven plays, 51 yards, touchdown. They lead 20-10. to 10. Then they force a Jets punt. They get the ball back, seven plays, 48 yards, go up 27-10 to 10 with just under four minutes left in the game. So the offense started strong. They finished strong, but those middle two quarters were really, really flat. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. And I'll say this about the offense in general. And I know that, like I said, the second and third quarters were disappointing. But overall, 27 points, 25 first downs, 424 total yards, 170 rushing yards, three out of four scoring touchdowns in the red zone. You possessed the ball for 37 minutes. You didn't turn it over. You didn't get sacked. The offensive line played well again. And, of course, there was meat left on the bone, and the Bills should have won this game by a much wider margin of victory. But I'll take a sense of disappointment in the offense with that raw data. That raw data suggests good offense, but the middle of the game was just completely flat. And with the playoffs on deck here, right? It's a different ball game in the playoffs. We know that. You can't have those type of moments where your offense just kind of takes a nap. So there was some good things about the offense, obviously. It wasn't a disaster game. I kind of never felt like... It was out of control. I always kind of felt like they would find their rhythm again. You prefer it to not go to sleep like it did, but they started strong, they finished strong, and came away with a 17-point win against a division rival. There's some things that I did like about the special teams. Cam Lewis with the block punt. Love that play so much. Thought it was great design, great execution. You could see how they schemed up the punt rush to thud everyone up in the interior and create that straight path for Cam Lewis to go right after the punter. Great design, great execution, great block. I loved it. And you love to see guys like Cam Lewis, who just seems like every time he gets a chance to get in the ballgame, whether it was on this particular play or the way he played in the Houston game when Taron Johnson got injured, He's really stepped up in a few moments. Also regarding special teams, I like that Tyler Bass was perfect. Two of two on field goals and three of three on extra points. And the last thing that I'll say in things I liked is that I think they got through the game healthy. The only guy that I have some level of concern about is Cole Beasley because I felt like he wasn't on the field late in the game and that could have been by choice. They've certainly gotten Isaiah McKenzie on the field more of late, and that could be the issue, but I kind of thought maybe Cole Beasley had an injury and didn't finish the game, but we will await clarity from Coach McDermott regarding that on Monday, but I do feel like the Bills got through this game very good from a health standpoint. 
It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they have great nutrition facts. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They are healthy for you. They taste delicious and they help you eat healthy. And they have so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out built.com often to see what is new. And of course, I have a deal for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Bills fans, we're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank onlinegambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before placing your bets. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. All right, let's get into things I didn't like, and we got to start with Matt Hawk, the Bills punter. Punted seven times, five of them were bad, and I mean bad punts. Shanking the ball left and right, couldn't hang on to one of the snaps and had another ridiculous punt through that sequence. The touchback was awful. He did a bad job punting the football, and... He didn't punt over the last two games, so we kind of forgot that he was such a bad punter, but we were reminded in a big way in this one. And this is ridiculous. He's been a bad punter. That's the thing about Matt Hawk. If you're expecting him to get better at punting, he's not going to. Look at this guy's career. He's been a bad punter his entire career. He's not all of a sudden going to become different. The value with Matt Hawk, as we all know, and maybe you laugh about it, is the holding. And we see how good Tyler Bass is kicking the football, and the holding component matters a lot. And you can go to Jason Sanders, the Dolphins kicker. One year after Jason Sanders was a first-team All-Pro kicker, the Miami Dolphins were dead last in the NFL in field goal made percentage. That has a lot to do with Matt Hawk. We all recognize the value that exists with his holding ability for Tyler Bass. But this is professional football. You don't have to 
take this much of a concession at punter to have good holding. You should be able to get both. Now, I'm not suggesting that you blow up this field goal operation right now, but what I am suggesting is that Jamie Galan is on your practice squad. You need to activate him every week, and he can be your punter, and Matt Hawk can stay active to hold. And I know that that sounds ridiculous. You're, you're carrying a guy just to hold, but at this point in the season, you don't need to disrupt the timing of your field goal operation. And so dressing Jamie Galan to give you better punting over a guy like Matt Breida, who was active today, is a very logical idea. But the Bills cannot go into the postseason relying on Matt Hawk to hit punts because he's inconsistent. He's going to hurt this football team. He has hurt this football team. And field position is going to matter even more in the playoffs. And you need a guy that can get you some good punts. I don't trust Matt Hawk, the punter. He's bad. So, yeah, things I didn't like, we're starting with Matt Hawk. The second thing I want to get to is the punt return situation. There was so much lost yardage due to not fielding punts in this game. Marquez Stevenson was inactive. Obviously, his blunders from last week cost him the role. The Bills put Isaiah McKenzie back there, and that was an adventure. I have no confidence in him fielding punts. And so Micah Hyde, the Bills' superstar safety, is back there. And he does a fine job kind of catching it on the hop and protecting the ball and managing the situation fairly well. But I just don't have any confidence in this punt returner situation right now. And this is something that I've talked about for months, not just this season, but throughout the offseason. You guys knew how nervous I was about not having a reliable punt returner. And those fears were absolutely realized this season, and they are peaking at the absolute worst time. The Bills are entering the playoffs with no good options for punt returner. So yeah, I don't like this punt return situation. So much yardage was lost in this game because they couldn't field punts correctly. The next thing I want to mention and things I didn't like is that the offense took a nap in the middle of this game. Josh Allen wasn't on the same page as his receivers on numerous passes. I thought that was the root of it. Bad side adjustments and just not being on the same page. Not reading the leverage the same as targets and way too many incompletions. A couple of missed reads. A couple of throws that could have been a little better. The passing game just really struggled in the middle of this football game. And what really disappointed me was when the Bills got that blocked punt and took possession of the football at the Jets' 35-yard line, and they gained four yards on four plays and turned the ball over on downs, came away with no points, and that play wound up not really costing the Jets. In the second and third quarters, the Bills punted on seven of eight drives. So not only is your offense fluttering, but you continue to put Matt Hawk back on the field who can't get a good punt off to save his life. The exception there was the field goal drive before the half. So you couldn't move the ball at all in the middle of this game despite good offensive line play for you 
against the worst defense the Jets have ever put on the field. So like we've talked about numerous times this season, there was a lot of meat left on the bone for the Bills offense. And really, this is back-to-back weeks where it was a major issue. Now, New England, they did a wonderful job in that football game maximizing their offensive output. But the Atlanta game and this Jets game, a lot of meat left on the bone. Despite what we talked about in the opening segment, there was a lot of good things that happened and some good individual performances, but you got to get rid of these lulls or the Bills are not going to go as far as we want them to go in the postseason. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, let's close out this podcast by examining some really cool nuggets that came out from this game. Talk about where the Bills are at, what's next for them, what's next for this podcast, and of course, recap my predictions for the game. So as we know, the Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions and the number three seed in the playoffs. They play Saturday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time against the New England Patriots. Round three, incoming. If the Chargers would have beaten the Raiders in that crazy Sunday night football game, the Bills would have hosted the Chargers. But I got to be honest with you, watching Justin Herbert in that game, that's a dude. That's a good quarterback. And so he's the type of guy that makes you a little nervous where we know what Mac Jones is and I know it's the third time against Bill Belichick, but I found myself wanting that third matchup against the Patriots over Justin Herbert in what looks to be one of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's who the Bills will be hosting in the wild card round. Now let's give you some nuggets here. These come courtesy of the Buffalo Bills PR. Josh Allen finished the regular season with 4,407 passing yards and 763 rushing yards, becoming the first player in NFL history with over 4,000 passing yards and 750 rushing yards in a season. This one's crazy to me. Josh Allen now joins Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes as the only players in NFL history to record consecutive seasons with 4,000 passing yards and 35 passing touchdowns. That's some good company. This one comes courtesy of Mike Ham on Twitter. Josh Allen's 6.06 yards per carry this season are a new 
Bills' single-season record, of course, with a minimum of 100 attempts. That's fun. Stephon Diggs caught 230 passes in his first two seasons with the Bills, the most ever in a player's first two seasons with a team in NFL history. Jordan Poyer, the only player in the NFL this season with at least five sacks and three interceptions. Perhaps he should have been a pro bowler. Jerry Hughes, he moved past Cornelius Bennett for fourth all-time in franchise history in sacks with 53. So those are my nuggets to share with you this week. Let's recap my predictions. My first one was that the Jets won't have 100 rushing yards. And of course, I got that right. The Jets only had 48 rushing yards. But the reason I brought that up as a prediction was because the Jets' rushing offense was performing quite well prior to that game. They had gone over 100 yards in three straight games. And over the last seven, they averaged 133 rushing yards. Meanwhile, the Bills had given up an average of 152 rushing yards per game over their last seven. And so those trends obviously shifted and the Bills held them to 48 rushing yards. The second thing I predicted was that Stefan Diggs would catch six passes at least to give him 100 on the season. And he did that. He caught nine. And obviously he set that record for the most receptions in a player's first two seasons with a team. I predicted that the Bills would punt, and they sure did seven times, seven punts. I predicted that Josh Allen would not throw an interception. I got that right. In fact, neither team turned over the ball in this football game. If I'm not mistaken, I saw that it's only the 20th time in franchise history that neither team committed a turnover. And so coming off of that three-interception game against the Atlanta Falcons, I wanted to affirm my belief that Josh Allen wasn't this big-time interception thrower and that he wouldn't throw an interception against the Jets, and that absolutely proved to be the case. And then I predicted a Bills win, and I got that correct. So five for five for me this week in my predictions. Tomorrow on the podcast is herd mentality, so if you have questions, feel free to submit those, and we'll get to them tomorrow afternoon and get that podcast ready for you to listen to on Tuesday morning. Wednesday will be some type of primer. It's going to be the third time in seven weeks that the Bills have played the Patriots. And so it won't be the traditional primer, but we'll focus again on what we've learned about both teams since the last matchup. And of course, what I believe the keys to success will be. Wednesday night, remember, it's going to be an Instagram live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can follow me on Instagram. My handle is the underscore Joe Marino, and uh, we're going to do the giveaway. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then I encourage you to listen to this Saturday podcast from last week. Thursday, crossover preview with Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. Friday will be our typical routine with leftover thoughts, banged up bills, and of course my predictions for Saturday night against the Patriots. And then Saturday is game day, and we'll do a post-game podcast for you at some point after the game for you to listen to on Sunday and pick up our schedule from there. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Enjoy this Victory Monday. Enjoy this AFC East championship for a second consecutive season. 
Don't let that become something you take for granted. Enjoy it. We've gone through a lot as Bills fans. We've dreamed of these days. It's here. Let's enjoy them. I would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.